Welcome to Students Incorporated, a podcast where we dive into relevant topics and issues related to the world of business, technology, education, and design. I'm your host, Mr. Jason. Episodes include student conversations, interviews with thought leaders, and inspirational stories with an international flavor. This podcast is created and produced with the help of students from the International Community School of Bangkok. episode, we'll be having some very special and excited guests. They're a little nervous as well. And we'll be discussing leadership and hearing great essays along with some quick Q&A time with some little voices from the elementary students. But first, let's hear our quote of the day. Thank you, Mr. Jason. Today's quotes are from a famous education activist, Malala. She said, do not wait for someone else to come speak up for you. It's you who can change the world. When the whole world is silent, even one voice becomes powerful. These are such inspiring words. Each individual truly has strength and capability to defend any cause. We can change the world. There is a new AI application that has almost more than 1 million users. It's called ChatGPT and it functions like a search engine. It is believed that it could potentially replace the Google search engine in the coming years. It can make jokes, write poems and essays, come up with marketing ideas and more. Tesla launched two electric vehicle models in Thailand. The models range from 1.7 million baht to 2.5 million baht. The vehicles do face competition from brands such as BYD and Great Wall Motors, who also offer electric vehicles. Thailand produces 1.5 million to 2 million vehicles annually and around half are exported. Taylor Swift fans are quite disappointed by Ticketmaster and its parent company Live Nation after mismanaged ERA's tour ticket sales. More than two dozen have filed a class action lawsuit accusing the company of fraud, misrepresentation, and antitrust violations. Thank you for the quote and the news headlines. We have a special segment this time. Joining us will be students in the fifth grade class who will be reading original essays on leadership and what makes you a good leader. But before hearing them, let's welcome Mrs. Donnie and Mrs. Shana. Welcome, Mrs. Weimer. Uh, Can you please introduce yourself? And since this episode is about leadership, can you describe some leadership positions you've held and how they've helped you grow? Yeah, so I'm Donnie Weimer, elementary principal and um, closely connected to Mr. Jason as he is my husband. Um, And yeah, leadership is important to me and I have had the opportunity to um, step into some leadership positions starting quite young, actually, um, having opportunities to serve in high school on the student council, um, leading um, some youth ministry opportunities, even as a high school kid teaching younger children, and then moving into college. I was one of the student ambassadors on my campus, which meant I got to lead tours to families who um, were looking at the college as a potential place for them to spend a lot of money and send their children there. Um, And then as I went into the field of education, I believe every teacher is a leader and you're leading in elementary school, you're leading children during a time where they're developing who they are. Yeah, you're learning, you're teaching them to to read and to write those very important skills. But more importantly, um, I believe that teachers are, are leading students to understand their own character and how they can improve it. 
and then had the opportunity to move from a classroom teacher into a role that supported other teachers. And so I was leading teachers and how um, to improve their practice and support their students and now serving in this role as elementary principal. Our next question for you is what is the importance of teaching leadership principles to elementary age students? Yeah, that's, that's such a good question. I don't think we stop and think about it enough. And yet I, I believe it's part of our, um, a teacher's daily practice, right? That are doing this practice of teaching them leadership without maybe thinking so much of like, well, how am I going to do it today? And often in my current role, I have the opportunity to work with students when they have made a decision that affected others in a bad way, right? So students come into my office because they need a little coaching, a little life support, um, because they were making decisions uh, that is affecting them, but also affecting others. And often these are the kids who are leaders, actually, that they are leaders and they don't know that they're leading students, other students in, a, in the wrong direction. Right, so kids are following them, they're copying them. That's, that's what leadership is. People are looking to you, what's, the, what should you, what's cool, what's fun, what is the thing I should do to be as cool and fun as you? Well, uh, often kids need support in learning how to do that appropriately. Um, so I think the importance of teaching leadership, positive leadership principles is really important in elementary because most of these kids already have the potential and are either leading in a good way or a negative way, um, and they might not realize it. So our job, I think, in elementary is to help set, I don't know, an expectation for kids of, I have a choice every day. People are looking and watching me, and I have a choice for good, or I can, I can use my leadership in a negative way. Now, we'll be hearing from our special elementary guest. Before they start, Mrs. Shanna, can you explain the goal of this assignment and why it's important at this age? Absolutely. This assignment is created to help students reflect on the fact that their age doesn't keep them from being a leader and that they could be a leader in the big ways, but also in the small ways. As fifth graders, they are the leaders of elementary and they have some responsibilities that we've tried to create for them so they can experience leadership and just learn what it's like to grow up being someone that looks out for people that are younger than them and also seeking change in the world. So we love this assignment and we're so proud of these students. Thank you. And without further ado, we'd like to hear from several fifth graders. Please tell us your name and then go ahead and read your essay. My name is Heem. I'm going to read my essay. My thesis is the best characteristics to be a good leader. Have you ever been in a group where the teachers chose a leader to do a project? If you were a leader, what would you do? There are many types of leaders, and some types of leaders are good leaders, some are bad. Bad leaders would probably just order people around and just not do anything but a good leader would help um, guide people through difficult situations. The aspects to me for a good leader is having positive attitude and being a servant leader. The first characteristic a good leader should have is a positive attitude. Being positive will help others have a better day. If you are having a bad day, cheer them up with um, a positive attitude. If you just talk about how their situation might become worse or like say it like very down 
they might even feel even worse. Leaders also make other people have more energy to work together as a team. And it will be hard to be happy and have fun if the leader's just being down and not doing anything. Uh, for example, you have a group project and a classmate is your, is your leader and all he does is bosses you around and tells you what to do while he does nothing. And then when it's time to present, your group gets the lowest grade and he blames all of the followers. No one would want to listen to him because he didn't even do anything, yet he blames it on you. Instead, a better method for the leader leading this would be to speak friendly and explain how to do it. He can have eye contact when speaking, um, make his voice sound like positive, friendly, and enthusiastic, and also like be friendly and fun. Another quality leaders should have is being a servant leader. Being a servant leader doesn't mean you do all the work, but it means putting others and their needs before your own needs and yourself. In the article Servant Leadership, the best way to lead says that good leaders don't try to be the star, but help make others try to be the star. When you help others shine, you will shine too. To do this, you'll need empathy too. If someone is feeling down or acting strange, Ask them what happened and don't laugh at whatever reason they say. Put yourself in their shoes and understand how they feel. It will make you be more like a servant leader. In order to put others' needs before your own, you have to understand their problem as well and how they feel. These aren't all the characteristics that a leader can have, but in my opinion, I chose the ones that I think are the most important qualities of a leader. As you grow up, you'll have to be more of a leader more often. At ICS, we get to be leaders by being a 4B legend in elementary. And you don't have to be elder and smarter like adults. If you're young, you can help your friends being better people. You could be example for your friend, a role model. You could help your friends solve a problem they have. This is called everyday leadership. You can be a leader almost any time. My name is Staffson, and my title is, What Does It Mean to Be a Good Leader? Well, I see students. We see what great leaders have done on TV, but we never really think we would be that person, right? We dream about being a leader with millions of followers, but never really think that would be us. So this leads me to the question of what does it mean to be a great leader? Well, if you try hard enough and put in the work, you can become an, a great leader. You can achieve amazing things, but only if you put in the time and effort. You can show yourself as a great leader by being honest, by being a good communicator, and by being willing to take the hard road to help others. As a leader, you need to be honest, and being honest is telling the truth. You need to be honest for multiple reasons, and one of them being the increase in fake news and the spread of in false information. When a leader tells people something that isn't true, that can cause arguments and division between people who do know the truth. Robert Brault once said, every lie is two lies, the lie we tell others and the lie we tell ourselves. Eventually people will figure out you were lying and then people will stop following you because you keep lying. Others will see this as an example and think it is okay to lie. This is why you need to tell the truth to be a good leader. Jesus is the ultimate example of a leader and that always spoke the truth, but in love. You can be a good leader by taking the hard path to help others. Nelson Mandela once said, a leader is like a shepherd. 
He stays behind the flock, letting the most nimble go ahead, whereupon the others follow, not realizing all along they are being directed from behind. You want to show integrity to other people around you, and not just for more followers. Another way to be a good leader is to communicate. Let's say someone has a very good suggestion or idea, but doesn't communicate it. How do we know he or she thought about that? We communicate. U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein once said, 90% of leadership is the ability to communicate something people want. The world's greatest leaders were good at communicating. Take Martin Luther King Jr., for example. Who hasn't heard King's I Have a Dream speech? The message is a beautiful one, but so was the way he broadcasted it. He delivered the speech with passion and repetition. This proves that you need to communicate to be a good leader. There are many ways you can become a leader, and I hope you take some of this and think about trying to become a leader yourself. These are three reasons why you should be a great leader and how to be one. Remember, you can show yourself as a great leader by being honest, by being a good communicator, and by being willing to take the hard way to help others. My name is Amy, and I have written an essay about leadership. I'll tell you today about leadership. Have you ever been inspired by someone else? On a Wednesday afternoon, two middle school ambassadors came to our classroom and told my class five us about their experiences in leadership in elementary and middle school. One idea that I found that was surprising and significant was that children can be leaders every day. A small act of a child could influence others positively, even adults. Mother Teresa said, I cannot change the world, but I can be the skipping stone that makes the ripples. Therefore, everyday leaders can be young and can impact others with small actions. Do you think you're too young to be a leader? Firstly, I will tell you why children should have a chance to be or become a leader just like adults. Age doesn't matter. If a leader is a true leader, no matter the age, they will take charge and gain respect and love. A good shaped rock, no matter how big or small, can make more splashes or ripples in a pond than a badly shaped rock. In leadership, your attitude carves out your stone's shape. An example of childhood leadership was from a video 5S watched. In the video, a tree had fallen on a road and cars couldn't move and school buses were stuck. No one came out to try to move the tree. It was raining and people probably didn't want to get wet. A little boy came out of his school bus and he pushed with all his might at the side of the tree, even though he knew he couldn't do it alone. Other children came and started to push with all their might too. The little boy was a small spark that lit a small fire. That wasn't the end. The group of children's small fire lit the adult's hearts and soon the tree was lifted by a big, mighty and metaphorical fire caused by a small spark from a little boy. This shows how children can be leaders. Garton Dorcas, a wise middle school ambassador, also told us how when they were 5th graders, they thought they were too young or didn't have the qualities of a leader. However, they went on to say, But in middle school, we learned that everyone could be leaders. Lastly, I learned that big actions are what leaders always need to do. The little boy from the video we watched didn't do something big and heroic like saving people from a burning building. Instead, the little boy lit a small spark and influenced others, and together they did a big act. A small act causes a big act. The leader doesn't have to do a big thing. Just trying or doing a small act can be leadership. And I also have experienced this. When one of my friends once said, I will choose to play with who I want, she said that and that was a small act. She said this when two people were accusing her of playing too much with a shy new kid, aka me. They showed that my friend was a leader because she brightened up my day. If she didn't say that, then I would have been very upset. By just saying that and being my friend, she was being a leader. She was a skipping rock that created the ripples in the pond. 
These are the qualities of a good leader. Remember, if you cannot do these right now, think this, I cannot do these yet. A quote from my previous amazing teacher, Miss Wenda, proves this. You have to start to try to get these qualities. If you never start, you'll never succeed. Also remember that being a leader doesn't mean to, that you're an adult, and being a leader doesn't mean you have to do big and heroic actions. And lastly, that being a good leader also means to be a good servant. So start now by saying, hi, are you having a nice day to others? You can also try to engage people in deep conversations and imagine being in their shoes. If they say something sad that happened to them, be sympathetic and help them have a better day. Because saying nice things is a small act, but can change someone's day a lot. Hi, my name is Mercy, and today I'm going to talk about a very important subject, and that particular subject is called leadership. Before I dive in deeper, I want you all to understand what leadership really is. Aristotle, a Greek philosopher and scientist, said that he who cannot be a good follower cannot be a good leader. And according to Bill Gates, as we look ahead to the next century, leaders will be those who empower others. There have been many definitions of leadership, so what really is leadership? To me, leadership has many meanings, but those meanings are easier said than they are done. Leadership also comes in many forms, whether it's young children or older people. You don't have to be an elder to be a leader, and that is one of the most important parts about leadership people miss. And I think that to be a leader, you need some specific qualities. I've listed down two that I think are the most important. The first quality you should have as a leader is accountability. You might be thinking, what is accountability? The answer is incredibly simple. Accountability is responsibility. When you are being a leader, I can assure you, you will be held accountable or responsible for many things. Why? Because you are not only held accountable for your actions, but you're also held accountable for your teammates' actions too. And for that very reason, we'll have to start fixing ourselves earlier than others. A sign that we're starting to be accountable is when we start accepting criticism. In John C. Maxwell's book, The Self-Aware Leader, it says, Many leaders find this difficult, and sometimes their openness to advice is developed only in stages as they become better at leading selves. It often goes like this. 1. I don't want advice. 2. I don't object to advice. 3. I welcome advice. 4. I actively seek advice. 5. I often follow the advice I'm given. That is what he said, but I believe that you cannot just start from 1. I don't want advice to 5. I often follow the advice I'm given. I believe that there are more stages as you begin to accept criticism, but I also believe that you don't just advance forward, but you can also move back. I want you all to think about where you are on this scale before I move on. And lastly, but definitely not the least, the third quality. Leaders have to be able to lead themselves before they can lead others. To me, this reason is the most important and least known, which makes it harder to explain and master. The first step to understanding this quality is to understand that the most important team you'll ever lead is a team of one, you, yourself. And since that team of one is so important, you'll have to put all your effort, your work into it and lead yourself to do the right thing. The second step to understanding this quality is to know that you cannot always trust yourself. That is why I love this Chinese proverb that says, When you see a good man, think of immolating him. When you see a bad man, examine your heart. Another quote from the Bible says, And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? Matthew 7, 3. 
What the first and second quote have in common is they're both telling you to look at yourself before you look at others. Why? Because you cannot always trust yourself. That is because we are not perfect. Many of us right now believe that they are so perfect. You might even believe that. But I'm going to tell you the hard truth right here and now. Ready? You aren't perfect. Yep, that's the hard truth. The truth for every human. Remember, humans aren't perfect, except Jesus. But you'll have to learn to live with it as you go on in life. And if you can deal with it, you are on the right path towards leading yourself and becoming a good leader. As you can see, being a leader will take time. But as you go on, being a leader will come on naturally. In conclusion, as you know, there are more qualities, but I only have listed the ones that mean the most to me. And lastly, I have a mission for all of you right now. Like I said in the introduction, there have been many definitions of leadership. So I want you to find your own definition of leadership, your own path to becoming a leader. Think about this. I hope you reach the same conclusion as me. Anyone can be a leader, even you. Thank you for reading your essays, everybody.、Uh, I was truly touched by that. Our final question is for Mrs. Donnie. What advice can you give parents so they can help support their children in the area of leadership? Partnership with parents is not just something we put on signs、um, and mention in meetings when we're meeting with parents. We truly believe、um, that the work that we do with students、um, really only sinks in when there's a true partnership、uh, with our parents. So, what parents、uh, I think they can do in order to support their child's growth and leadership is helping them to develop who they are, their character at home. And it, not necessarily pushing them into these leadership roles or making them try out for everything, but character development is the most important, right? So, we've all seen people in our world today who have. Grown into leadership roles and have not grown their character along with it. And somewhere along the line, there's a breakdown, and then it's all over the news、um, and people are hurt by it. And so, if, if we push our students to push,、uh, step into these like, leadership roles or opportunities before their inner character has been developed, I think right, we're, we're teaching them that one thing is more important than the other. So, Teaching them to be kind at home with their brother and sister and not just say, well, you know what? Of course, brothers and sisters fight, so it's fine. It's like, no, let's, true character of who you are is gonna be the same whether you're talking to your sibling or you're talking to your classmate. Giving your children opportunities to do jobs at home, like clear the table after you've eaten dinner and put it in the sink, teach them how to do dishes. Things that maybe aren't natural because you've got other supports at home doing that, but those simple tasks of being able to have a job and complete it develop leadership,、um, natural opportunities like that. So that's what I would suggest for parents. Okay, that ends our part one with those fantastic essays and just some good information about leadership and how that's being taught here at ICS. Now, before we move on to part two, we're going to go to our PSA announcement. Recently, the APEC conference just took place in Bangkok, a diplomatic event where world leaders gather to discuss world issues that affect all of us. If you've ever wanted to try something similar, ICS is hosting a Model United Nations conference. You may be asking, what's Model United Nations? Essentially, you act as a country and you debate on world issues that affect other countries around the globe. 
from personal experience, I can say that conferences like these are great for public speaking, essay writing, and socializing with new friends from other schools. Also, Model United Nations look incredible for your professional career. The conference will be a two-day event here at ICS, taking place on February 11th to 12th. The fee to attend will be 1,500 baht. However, if you sign up early, you'll get a discount. Sign-ups will be available around school soon. See you there. Thank you for that PSA announcement. We are back with part two and we'll continue with the topic of leadership, followed by some fun Q&A time with several elementary students. But before getting into our Q&A time with students about leadership, I'd like to welcome back Mrs. Donnie, and she's also joined by Mrs. Merrill Lee. Mrs. Merrill Lee, could you please introduce yourself and explain to our listeners what your role is here in the elementary school division? Sure, I would be glad to. So I came to ICS in 2018 as a grade five teacher, and I had taught in America for quite a long time and done some leadership positions in schools, working with teachers as well. And so I taught grade five for three years here at ICS, and now I am the elementary curriculum and instruction coordinator. So it basically means I support teachers and help many things run smoothly in the elementary. How have you seen leadership opportunities for elementary students grow over the years here at ICS and possibly for both campuses, as I assume that would be somewhat different? So when I came as a grade five teacher, I had also taught grade five in America. And so it was interesting to me to get to meet the grade five students at ICS because they had some different background experiences, uh, different roles in their families, maybe than some of the students I had known before. And all the grade five teachers talked at different times about, oh, wouldn't it be great if our students had opportunities to show what they, they really know how to do, how they can work together. Um, they're the oldest students in the elementary. So it'd be really great if they had some opportunities to do something that's different, unique, and helpful to the elementary school. And at that time, there weren't a lot of opportunities. Um, sometimes teachers would create maybe a skit or a play or something and go show it to another classroom. Um, so it was very much teacher by teacher and just within fifth grade. And then we started working with um, some new units in our classrooms. And one of them had students reading essays about leadership. And we thought that's interesting because now they're reading about leadership, but do they actually know what it is. They're just reading about people who are leaders, or maybe they think of their parents or teachers as leaders, but they could be leaders too, and then they could write from personal experience. And so uh, as teachers, we modified the unit to talk about servant leadership, which ties into some of the major goals that ICS has for students when they graduate, that they would be able to communicate well and, and share their ideas and really change the world for good. And then we started thinking about what were some different opportunities. So we had done a fundraiser sometimes where students sold baked goods and then gave gifts to those at ICS who weren't usually recognized, like our, our cleaning ladies. Um, so that was kind of a small one. And then we thought, what could we do beyond that? And so we started thinking about different partnerships with even students in elementary. So. Um, working on a writing partner uh, with a writing partner in third grade. The fifth graders did that for some units. Um, but then we, we still wanted things that were outside of just curriculum and assignments. And that's what really started taking off 
uh, just last year when we started thinking about how could we have students be the leaders for 4Bs in chapel. And so we started the 4B Legends. This is, we're in the second year of it now. And basically fifth graders are nominated um, by their teachers. Um, end of fourth grade, they're nominated. And then throughout fifth grade to serve for a quarter in helping talk about the 4Bs at chapel. And um, they're chosen because they're role models, not because they're perfect. Um, that's, I think, what a lot of those fifth graders learn is that being a leader doesn't mean you're perfect. Um, it really means that you're aware of like learning from situations and that you're an example to others. And so even when you do make mistakes or, or are vulnerable, that you can do it in a way that would be positive for others. And so we've seen a lot of creativity and, and growth with that, that the students are thinking of skits that they can make um, today. A game show was put on in chapel, just a little mini game show. And as I talked with the students at the end of last year, they said, oh yeah, this is so interesting because other students in elementary come up to me and say, hi, I know you from chapel. Um, you're a 4B legend. And that didn't really happen my first years here. And so that's been super exciting. And another way too that um, we've included leadership is through the fifth grade worship team that's been starting to lead singing in the upper elementary chapel. So those are a couple examples and we keep looking for more ways, um, not just in the academics, but kind of in the life and culture of elementary that it's cool and exciting to grow up in the school and be in those upper grades where you can be an example for the younger students. Now, I know you've been traveling back and forth to the second campus a lot. Are there opportunities up there that you are able to start yet or is it still pretty because it's a new school or a new yeah. campus um, i know that they're probably anxious to get started with something mm -hmm. so uh, what are your thoughts about that well it's interesting because it's a smaller campus they probably have more opportunities built in where they don't need a special time to meet uh, or a special plan to integrate students into it i've noticed there that the teachers have the students get up on stage and lead a lot more in chapel than we probably did here just because there is right now only um, one grade one classroom in each grade level for third, fourth, and fifth grade. And the students know each other so much better so that um, they play together at recess, they have lunch at the same time. And so I think automatically there's more interaction. Um, however, I think Yes, we are looking for ways to think about um, how we can develop more of the ICS culture that we help each other and serve. I know just recently the fourth grade teacher helped her students with an opinion project and they decided to do a service project and went to the principal and asked, can we do this? And now they were writing persuasive speeches to different audiences, each grade level throughout the school to ask them to participate. So I think it's a little more, maybe we'd say organic, you know, as I see a need, um, the teachers just reach out because you can't assume that there's somebody else to meet this need. And so they are automatically pulling their students into it. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how it develops across both campuses. It might be a little bit different, but definitely it fits with our goals for students. And we have a lot of students that are excited to do things that are maybe more grown up, more independent, and showing how they can help with their skills. Wow, that sounds wonderful. Great ways for elementary students to practice and grow. Okay, next is our Q&A time with some students. Thank you very much. 
I'm here now with some very exciting elementary students who have volunteered to answer some questions about leadership. I'm also joined by one of their teachers, Mrs. Brooke. Before we ask our first student question, we'll start with Mrs. Brooke. What grade level do you teach? And then can you describe what opportunities students have to learn about leadership in your classroom? Yeah, great, thank you for having me. So um, I teach second grade and I would say some of the leadership opportunities include our country fair, where they get to present um, all about a certain country in Europe. And they have to do that to parents, students, um, and teachers alike. And then also they get to lead in small groups and through projects that they get to decide for Genius Hour. Thank you. We're gonna jump into our student Q&A time about leadership. I'm here in the classroom, so maybe all of you guys can say hello really loud. Hello. My first question is, how have you shown leadership with your friends? Lead them on the right path and try not to make bad decisions. Don't boss people to do this and do that and be kind to all people. Be humble. If you lose a game, just say great job to the person who won. Uh, my next question is, who is your favorite leader and why? Mira is my best leader because she's kind of nice. Miss Brooke because she helps me with the things I don't know. I think Mr. Seaver is the best leader because he always has good stuff for everybody to learn and play with when he comes to my class and teach me stuff. All right, on to our next question. Um, what qualities and characteristics make a good leader? Don't shout and be brave. Don't yell and have confidence in yourself and think about others, not just yourself. Be brave and help people and make the world be good and, know and make the world have no fighting. How have your parents helped you be leaders at home? They teach me to clean up. I help my little brother do the right thing. And when he's naughty, I just try to make him stop. My mom and my dad teach me how to mind my own bee wax. So mind your own business? That's mind a very good leadership. Business. Beeswax, okay. That's a very good leadership quality to mind your own business, right? All right, thank you very much. So our final question is, if you had to choose between one of these people, who would you say is a better leader? Okay, ready for the list? It's Queen Elizabeth, Master Ugwe, or Ryder from Paw Patrol. What do you think? I think it's Queen Elizabeth because, because she died because she died and before that she helped everybody in England to be safe. Master Uwe because he's good at Kung Fu and he's strong and he does the right thing. I think it's Queen Elizabeth, Elizabeth because she helped a lot, a lot of countries. Hello, what's your name? Micah. Micah, hi. My question for you is, how have you shown leadership with your friends? So, like, I play sports with my friends a lot, and, like, I have a really good team, so, like, they're really sad we're winning. So, like, when they're just feeling down, I try to pick them back up and encourage them more. 
Oh, very good. Okay, on to our next student. Hi, what's your name? Jojo. Hey, Jojo. My question for you is, how have you shown leadership with your friends? When every friend is asking a question and I can't understand, I'll just say one at a time and I'll choose the one that's more respectful, more better, and more responsible, like appropriate, not inappropriate. Okay, back to Micah. Who is your favorite leader and why? Um, I think my favorite leader would be my mom and dad because like just when I'm struggling in sports and online learning, they just encourage me to keep doing it. And then like when I'm done with it, they give me a reward. Okay, how about you, Jojo? Who is your favorite leader and why? God and Mistani. Because Mistani knows how to lead the school very well and she takes care of all the kids that don't know what to do. And God helps help people when they don't know what to do and even in the hardest time. What qualities and characteristics make a good leader? Um, like just trying to pick them back up when they're down and willing just to be on their team and help them. Brave, kind, and wise. What are some examples of leadership you see every day? At recess, like if I see someone like playing tag or something, and then like kind of the leader is the person who's trying to unfreeze them. They don't just wait for the tagger to come and get them. They go and help other people get back up. I love the game tag too. Okay, how about you, Jojo? What are some examples of leadership you see every day? When when somebody's injured or something, I sometimes see somebody help them walk to Miss BB. How have teachers shown leadership this year? Like I've gotten hurt uh, se several times on my head, um, and like Miss Robin just comes and then asks if we're okay, and then has one of our friends bring us to the nurse. And also when. Um, when we're stuck on an equation, she just gives us hints. Miss Robin's shown um, leadership because like, when we're stuck on something, she might even guide us to the right answer, like in math. Pretend that I don't know what the answer is, and Miss Robin keeps on giving me hints, like timetables and the number that's timing, even if it's A times Nine, you just, Miss Robin might say, what is four times nine? And then I say the answer, and then she says, what is that plus that? And then I find the answer. Okay, back to you, Micah. In what areas do you feel like you are a good leader? Um, sometimes in sports, I'm not really focusing on, are we gonna win this or not? I'm just like, trying to have people get into their positions and like win this game. How about you, Jojo, and what areas do you feel like you are a good leader? In soccer, because I'm very good, uh, and I'm usually saying, when it's a throw-in, I'm usually saying, spread out, go to the other side, go closer to the goal. And in arts, I see them doing, they, they're almost doing something wrong in art, and I say, no, no, I think, I think you have to go this way. And then they, they find out that is that, that is the right way. Okay, back to you, Micah. 
How have your parents helped you be leaders at home? Um, like when I have my friends over, like sometimes it's just really crowded at my house, so I get really frustrated. And then like I have a little talk with my mom and she's like, to be a kind leader, you gotta like say, can you please not do this? Because that's a really special toy and stuff like that. How about you, Jojo? They helped me being, being a good leader in home because I'm the oldest oldest sibling and I have to lead my brother and sister and it's very hard and when they're both fighting each other I'm usually holding their 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 shoulders and they get mad at me and then my parents show me how to stop how to say stop and then I did it to my brother and sister and instead they got the punishment not me. Okay our final question is if you had to choose between one of these people, who would you say is a better leader? Spider-Man, Winston Churchill, or Elsa from Frozen? What do you think, Micah? I don't know who Winston Churchill is, so... Well, Spider-Man, like... If you watch Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, he has like a whole gang of Spider-Man, and then like he's just willing to help the city, so I think I'm going for Spider-Man. How about you, Jojo? Who would you pick? Spider-Man, Winston Churchill, or Elsa from Frozen? I neither don't know Winston Churchman, and Elsa, I know that's not a good leader, because during the film, which my sister chooses on film night and then after the film I, I've seen Elsa run away from the from her castle and showing no 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 leadership and Spider-Man shows leadership because there's a lot of gangs in Spider-Man and when when the glitch in the Spider-Man world that movie when when he does that there's a lot of there's a lot of characters and Spider-Man tries to lead them and they and they kind of get the old Spider-Man back in. Okay, so you both chose Spider-Man. That's a wise choice, but Winston Churchill was also a good leader. I think, I'm not sure about Elsa, but she kind of ran away at the end, right? She ran away at the middle and when at the end, she started just caring about her friends. Okay, that concludes our Q&A time with some very special guests. Can you all say goodbye? in this episode we'd like to thank all our guests for joining us what a pleasure having so many little and powerful voices discuss the topic of leadership they add unique and creative perspectives on what makes a good leader our next episode will be a little bit different as we discuss the people behind the show as always this podcast would not be possible without the hard work and support of our international student production team all music and sound effects are courtesy of pixabay.com a vibrant community of creatives sharing copyright-free images, videos, and music. And we are signing off until next time. We are Students Incorporated because your voice matters.